Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Wednesday, April 13th. This is episode number 145. I am your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is the man, Mr. Emery Hunt. Emery, how are things going? Things are going great, man. I appreciate you guys bringing me on. Absolutely. It's it's a pleasure uh, uh, each and every year. Look forward to, to talking to you. And of course, people can follow you at F Ballgame Plan on Twitter. Um, I really didn't do a very good job of introducing you. You're <laughs> the uh, czar of the playbook. Um, you're doing stuff with uh, at, at CBS Sports HQ. Um, people can find you on, on YouTube and pretty much anywhere that people are talking draft right now. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have a you know a pretty great draft guide out right now. The the best draft guide and the biggest draft guide in draft guide history. Over a thousand individual prospects located at footballgameplan.com slash twenty twenty-two draft guide. Again, over a thousand individual prospect scouting reports. Not a hundred profiles and the rest is a list. Is each page is a thousand thirty-five pages. It's filled with prospect scouting reports. And guys, I don't get anything out of this, but I, I have the draft guide and I've looked at this thing and it's it's incredible. So if you if you want to know anything about anybody, um, you know, if you think you know the draft, you're gonna start going through this thing and you're gonna see guys that, that you don't know about, and it's gonna teach you about more guys. And I mean, just for example, Emory, you have you have 112 running backs. Related <laughs> in this guide, I'm like, man, that's just yeah, it's excellent. So um, yeah, it's highly recommended. I've had a chance to spend some personal time with it, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some more just because. I mean, obviously, a thousand pages, guys. Um, definitely very cool. So so, Emery, I kind of ask you this each year. You know, I I say, what are your thoughts on the draft class? And you kind of say that you know each draft class is you know, special in its own right, um, and, and that you like them all. But, um, you know, how, how do you characterize this? And maybe what are your what are your favorite position groups in this draft class? You know, again, this this is every year. This is, a, a you know, it's a unique class. But this one is I feel like because of the draft guide and how it was put together, you just don't do a thousand players for the sake of doing a thousand players. It's because we have essentially two draft classes in this one draft class because a lot of guys went back to school last year and also took advantage of the COVID year. So you have these super seniors involved in this this class too. So it makes for a deeper draft in my opinion. So this is a situation where you would want to have a lot of picks and be sure you have some some spaces on the roster for, you know, undrafted free agents. So I, I do feel like it's deep at a lot of positions. You know, it's deep at corner, it's deep at receiver. You talked about the, you know, the the running back situation. It's deep there too. Um, even at quarterback, I feel like it's deep in terms of finding guys that can uh, that can help stabilize or enhance your QB2 spot on your roster. So uh, it's a really deep class. And again, because you you have to look at it from the perspective of this is essentially two draft classes. Yeah, and I, I was just kind of thinking, I mean, you know, obviously this is a Browns podcast and Browns trade away, you know, their first round pick, but they've got, you know, they've got a second, two thirds, a fourth, a sixth, two sevenths. 
this is a pretty good class to to be sitting the way the Browns are, isn't it? With with a lot of picks, you know, um, two through seven. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, when you have a draft like this, if you're the Browns, yes, you 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 are sitting pretty, but you also have to remember too, because the Browns, I think, draft well. Um, yeah. Certain positions, they're they're pretty deep. So you also run the risk of, man, where do we put guys on the roster? Um, you know, so it could be a gift and a curse. They've drafted well. They're they're deep at certain positions. Maybe they attack these other positions where they where they are not as deep uh, in terms of what they could you know possibly bring in. Yeah, I mean, just just looking at this class, and obviously you're the expert. Um, I'm, you know, I've learned a lot just by looking through your guide and and just looking at mocks that other people are doing and that, but. Just the strength top to bottom seems to be the, you know, kind of what this class is all about um, versus, you know, versus looking at, you know, a, a, a first round that's going to be real strong or anything like that. Um, do you feel like there's a lot of uncertainty in the way this first round is going to go? I think so, um, because of the top. You don't really know what's going to happen at the top, which kind of puts the rest in flux. You know, as much as we think we know, who's to say Jacksonville doesn't take either an offensive lineman, a corner, a defensive end, you know, number one. And what does Detroit do at number two? Do they take the quarterback? Uh, you know, do they go defensive line or do they go corner? You know, so I think because you don't know what happens at the top, it kind of puts everything else in flux. Yeah, and you know, I, I was on a I was on another podcast last night and and they asked me, you know, who I wanted at forty four and I'm like, you know, I may have had an answer for thirteen, but forty four, I'm like, I want the guy who has somehow slid down from the first round. <laughs> you know, I, I want the I want the top guy. You know, there's there's always guys who kind of slide who are, you know, who are rated higher than, you know, and, and kind of make their way down the board somehow. Um that's the guy I want. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, and that's going to happen a lot. They're going to, you know, we reached a part of the draft where there, there's going to be 30 plus top 10 locks. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and 58 first round picks. So there's going to be great players found in rounds two and three for sure. Yeah, I mean, just a wide receiver, and this this is a you know this is a fun wide receiver class. Uh, just at wide receiver, you see, I don't know, ten or twenty guys kind of penciled in as as first rounders. Um, you know, and the Browns are kind of in a a unique spot there. Um, they you know they've added uh, some talent there, but with Amari Cooper, but uh, you feel like they, depending on if they sign another free agent or not, they could still be looking first down for um, for a, a wide receiver. In you know, in the second round or maybe the third round, um, somebody's going to be there. Do you do you think it would be smart for the Browns to, you know, to um, how should I phrase this? Uh, how do you look at this wide receiver class? It, would it be smarter for the Browns to try to get the quality guy who slips down into the second round, third round? Or is this class so deep that they can get really good quality down in, you know, in the, the fourth, sixth, seventh round? I think both are, are, are good options, to be honest. You know, if there's someone you specifically want, then go get them. But mm -hmm. if not, then you can find what you need in this class. 
uh, it's just all of, it's really about preference and, and what you're looking for. Um, you know, I think this is the, this is the, the draft class where you kind of don't want to lose draft selections when you're trying to move up or back or whatnot, you want to, you know, gain as many as you can because you can find like true talent across the board, up and down this, this draft, in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Browns are looking, you know, to fortify wide receiver. And especially right now, since they haven't done a whole heck of a lot on the defensive line yet and and the defensive line. And I kind of feel like they're going to go, you know, BPA after that. Um, What are your thoughts? Do you see other spots that you think the Browns are going to be looking for? Or do you think or do you think it's kind of like you were saying earlier that they have depth and they're kind of going to kind of be just trying to draft well? Yeah, defensive line more in particular, I think the defensive end position is where they're going to try to really ramp up the rotation, get a couple of young prospects in there and bring in a free agent. So I would expect them probably, uh, depending on how it falls, you know, with their first pick, go defensive defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because right now is Miles Garrett, they bring in Chase Winovich and, you know, it's really nothing else. Um, they They have to get depth there now they could bring in a veteran you know they're going to be some veterans still hanging out there right now and you know some guys that'll get released or whatnot and maybe that's the route they go or you get a young prospect in there that you can groom and have as a as a you know situational rusher uh so we'll see but i think that's probably more pressing than wide receiver in my opinion maybe even you know bringing in some offensive line depth as well although they've done that uh in free agency um you know so but there's there's always room to get better up front, even though they have a stable offensive line. But I, I truly believe defensive end is where they should go if there's someone. Like if it came down to a, a, a you know high quality DN as they are a pass rusher or high quality quality wide receiver, they probably will lean toward that DN because I, I feel like that position is not as plentiful as. Um, in terms of the middle part around our day two or whatnot, then wide receiver is. Yeah, yeah. So we know the draft can pretty much fall, you know, <laughs> any different, any different, uh, you know, so many different directions. But defensive end, who do you think might be a best case for the Browns? You know, who would, who would have a chance to maybe make it down to forty four? That you think I would have, be good fit? I have no clue because that's that's. <laughs> guessing on who's falling out the first and yeah. that's the thing like you, you really don't you really don't know man and um i mean it just I, I really do think it depends like i could i could say a drake jackson or or michael clemens maybe mm-hmm. um maybe michael clemens could be there i thought he was coming along strong this year uh but that is a possibility you know small school guy i'm a big fan of isaiah chamber out of mcneese who was at Houston for for a minute and went to McNeese and was a problem to block. But, you know, yeah. I would say there should be some options. But again, after the, the top, you're, you're really uh, scraping, you know, not scraping, but you're really there's a there's a drop off. Yeah, yeah. And I know it depends how the runs go and everything. So, um it, it's hard to say who's going to be who's going to be around at 44. Um, a guy I've seen mocked 
lately to the Browns a lot is um, Nick. Is is it Benito, or am I saying his name wrong? No, you, you you're right. Benito. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on him because I know a lot of Browns fans. Maybe it's when Browns fans are doing their own mocks, they're taking him. So I wanted to get your thoughts on him. You know, he's someone that's, that probably fits the, the mold of what, you know, people would look for in terms of um, a rotational pass rusher because he's more of that seek-and-destroy type guy. He's a situational rusher, in my opinion. You know, someone that can just come in, hey, man, this you're blitzing, you're, you're you know, just hit it and go. He can do that. He was really at this, um, uh, uh, one of those pressure-type players at Oklahoma uh, and does a great job in just blitzing. And he blitz with a purpose, which is something that I really like, that he's actually targeting when and where and how to get to a certain landmark and is able to do that really well. Um, so, yeah, he could be an option, especially if you're looking at rotational pieces uh, up front. I think they need more, you know, more of – of a four three type defensive end as opposed to a three four type slim speed rusher, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that you know, yeah, Bernardo fits the mold of the slim speed rusher, um, but I think they need more of those big body ends just to fill that rotation. Guys can get after the quarterback, um, so it'll be interesting to see which way they go in that regard. Yeah, and I, you have to figure they're going to um, draft a defensive tackle because <laughs> they're a little thin there too. So um, I know uh, you you like uh, Curtis Curtis Brooks out of UC. Um, I kind of wanted to hear a little bit about him. I don't think he's a guy a lot of people are talking about, um, at least not Browns fans. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on him. And then um, just uh, is the defensive tackle class similar in your mind to the defensive end class where, where there's a drop off or is it a little bit deeper? I think it's a, a, a little bit deeper, but. For me, um, with Taylor, you know, he was my number one defensive tackle. I, I just thought he was extremely quick off the ball. He was consistent, and I just was shocked that he was the, the guy that no one uh, from Cincinnati was talking. I mean, from was talking about from Cincinnati. So, um, you know, so for me, getting that quick pressure, you can, and again, that's the thing too. You can get pressure from the outside or get pressure from the inside. He would be someone that that can help you out regardless. Because you figure Wyatt would be gone and, and, you know, those other Georgia guys would be gone. Uh, but, yeah, he's someone that's, that's really good. I, I still think that this is a, a solid group because you got, you got you know, your traditional three techs and you got your nose tackles. Um, but it's a it's a class, I think, outside of the top, uh, you're really talking about rotational pieces, which is why, I you know, I always say it's a, it's a deep class because you're getting these guys that can come in and um, provide a certain – uh, playing a certain avenue or a certain lane, and that's kind of where a lot of these guys will kind of have to fit. Because I, I'm just looking at some of these rosters, a lot of these teams just don't have room for you know a bunch of guys. They they are really good, uh, you know, in their too deep, and that way they can utilize some some rotational depth. Um, so this is the class to do so, and, and guys like Brooks and others. You know, Liel out of Texas A&M would be another one that that could possibly be an option. Okay, so got a few questions here from my my brother who is actually he's at home recuperating. He uh, gave us a little scare this week, but he's doing okay. So um, he's resting. He uh, passed a couple questions along. He 
he wanted to hear about the tight ends. Um, his specific question was, who's the next Mark Andrews? But um, the way I'm going to kind of phrase this, and I know a couple guys you like, but you've also got your tight ends split up into some different categories, is uh, my question is, who fits for the Browns and Deshaun Watson, you know, and, and who can be a complement to to uh, David Njoku and, you know, and, and um, I, I would I would anticipate that the Browns are still expecting some growth from Harrison Bryant, too. But you have to figure they're looking at a tight end probably somewhere down in this draft. And it seems to be a pretty strong class. Yes, yeah, a really strong class. I think they need more of the uh, the age back type. So I don't know if Greg Dulcich would be there. I think he's phenomenal. Uh, James Mitchell out of Virginia Tech is another one that's really good. Um, and. If you're thinking about you, you got Bryant, who's a good receiver, um, and Joku, who's a good receiver, maybe they could also use one of these inline guys that could block. Um, I'm a big fan of Kate Otten as well. But also, you know, we talked about uh, Isaiah Chambers, the defensive end. His teammate, to be honest, Jamal Pettigrew, is a good blocking tight end that kind of gives you a little bit something different. Uh, but he's also a solid receiver underneath. And I think this tight end group is deep in, in, it, in terms of H-backs, inline, and flex. Last year, you really only had the one guy that everybody was talking about. Um, and I think this year, you have a, a wealth of talent. You know, Austin Allen out of Nebraska, 6'8 tight end, um, can also help out. You know, he, he's so solid in, in, uh, in terms of playing inline. Uh, he had a really good NFL PA game. So, you know, there's, there's a bunch of options for the Browns at, at tight end. And again, they don't need a tight end because they got two, you know, so they can, anybody they get will have to be a good special team. So you're probably looking for someone that has a little bit more development to go that can kind of help you out in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, we, we kind of touched on the running back class, just how many guys you have rated. And uh, you, you mentioned it's a strong class. Um, yeah, I was looking at the at the grades that you you have on these guys, and I can I can tell that you like this class. So is this is this running back class being undersold? And I say that in the context that I know that uh, that in the draft, I, you know, I don't even know how to phrase this. It seems you know a lot of guys, a lot of running backs are are going undrafted, and the value seems to fluctuate a little bit year to year on running backs. So. Um, how just how strong is this running back class, Emory? It's really strong. Uh, whether you need a, a foundational back, which is a guy that that is your down and down out starter, whether you need a complimentary guy, uh, there's a bevy of those. If you need a, a closer, you know one of these four minute offense guys, you got that. If you need someone uh, that just come in and catch football, you have those. Uh, you have some guys that can help you on special teams. It's it's a again when you, when we're talking about essentially two draft classes you got you, you're gonna have some depth and, and the backfield definitely has a lot of depth and a lot of options yeah and i got real interested in that it's uh jay sean corbin right um you have you have his accomplice that has kareem hunt so um so that kind of lights up for me and i know he's probably he's probably gonna um you know, be one of the first uh, one of the first backs taken. I would anticipate, um, at least in, in at least in the way that you're seeing him. So, um, 
Who? Yeah, my brother uh, Jeff was actually asking about your thoughts on uh, Pierre Strong Jr. Um, and and the reason is the Browns. You know, the Browns have Nick Chubb. They've got Kareem Hunt. Uh, Kareem uh, Kareem is on the last year of his contract, and uh, and Dearness Johnson is uh, is an RFA who may or may not return. So while the Browns have this this bevy of running backs, we really it, it's it's possible the Browns could draft a guy, um, you know, to become their number two the next year, you know, not in uh, 22, but in 23. And Pierre Strong is someone that definitely has the ability to score from anywhere on the field. You know, he doesn't need volume. He's a great pass catcher. Um, he helps out in the return game. So he's going to play special teams. But if you're looking for someone that's different, than what you have in Chubb and Hunt uh, and Johnson. I mean, strong is it? You know that that's someone that that is phenomenal. Is a great football player, um, and he you know he has the speed. He could you know he could really affect you in a downfield passing game. So he's just a really good all around football player. Where where do you where do you expect him to go in the draft? And I I know you I know you sometimes. Uh, don't like to slot guys, but um, what what would your anticipation be of where he might go? I'd probably say day three, maybe you know, uh, early day three or late day two, somewhere in that third or fourth round range. You know, it all depends on which okay. where the the run on backs go. But I I feel like his skill set is kind of you know what the league loves. You know, those guys that can really affect the game in a multitude of ways, and that's how he does. Interesting. So. I have to ask you about a few of the guys who I think are probably some of your favorite players in this draft. And you just correct me if I'm wrong, but it was just like just by looking at your write up and, you know, and some of what I know and have heard. So um, the Browns are not in a spot where they need a quarterback anymore. So um, but Malik Willis is uh, a very intriguing prospect uh, and he is he's your highest rated quarterback and. I'm not a I'm not a guy who evaluates quarterbacks, but if if I were to draft a quarterback, he is certainly the guy that I would go after because of his his upside and the things that he can do. So, just how good can Malik Willis be, and how high do you expect um, somebody to go up and to try to get him in this draft? You know, I think he could be really talented, man. It's just you know going to the right situation uh, and really progressing his you know his his game and molding his game. You know, he's kind of like Jalen Hurts, just a, a more explosive version in terms of his speed and his arm strength, but has the same type of leadership capabilities. Uh, but I think he's, you know, someone that needs to be groomed and is a year away. So I just, you know, it's it's hard to see where he, he would go. Um, I can see Detroit. I can make a case for Detroit taking him at two. I can make a case for Atlanta taking him. I can make mm-hmm. a case for... You know, uh, the Giants taking them. They definitely need a quarterback. You got to do staff in there. So the, the Panthers could potentially take him. So there's a bunch of places where it may not be a situation where he teams trade up to get him, you know, because he can go yeah. anywhere. It all just depends on, you know, how who has the, the, the plan in place to develop his skill set. Yeah, I just I think he's uh, I think teams are going to see. You know, just kind of a, a guy with all that uh, that talent and ability, and and teams are always 
ready to pull the trigger on, you know, um, a guy, you know, like like uh, Mahomes or, or Josh Allen. They're always trying to get the next guy like that. So it's so a feeling he's going to go pretty high, pretty high in the draft. So um, you also have uh, uh, Zion Johnson, guard out of Boston College. You have him uh, graded uh, graded pretty high. So um, I, I just uh, I thought maybe you'd kind of give us a little bit of information on him. To me, he's more, one of the more cleaner prospects in terms of the offensive line that, that we have in his draft class because he's just excellent. You go watch that Missouri game and, you know, you see any big run going his way. So I just think that he is outstanding. And there was really tough to find a knock on his game. All right, so so tell me this. In, uh, teams generally value – tackles more than guards and and you know an interior lineman so when when you have a higher grade on a guard like him than than you do on Equanu and and cross do you do you think that um i'm trying to think how to phrase this i'm right does that mean that you think that um or is that value overall position wide or is that just or is that a, a guard value no that's just overall just that's just like a watch watching the tape and you know if a guy grades out as a 90 then he just grades out as a 90 doesn't matter if you know it's not weighted to you know a guard or a running back or anything like that if you if your tape earned it then that's what that's what the grade is okay so um so okay that make, that makes good sense to me. So you 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 think he's going to go? Uh, you think um, you think he's going to be an excellent player? So that that's pretty cool. Okay. Um, I I think um, one of the last spots I wanted to ask you about was uh, was free safety. The Browns have um, the Browns have a bunch of safeties. They all seem to be strong safeties, box safeties on on the roster. Um, uh, primarily, at least the starters. How does this free safety class look to you? And who do you think the Browns, if they were if they were going to try to uh, bring somebody in to compete for a free safety spot, even if it were developmental, who who would you like um, for the Browns to look at? You know, later in the draft. Probably Reed Blankenship out of Middle Tennessee. I think he's a really good player. I thought he was going to come out last year. He came back. Um, just an excellent football player that plays fast in all directions, and a, and a guy that that really can uh, generate the big play, whether it's a turnover or a play that needs to be made. He's definitely the one that's making it. Okay. Could you give me your thoughts on, on Bubba Bolden real quick? He's just a guy I thought looked interesting. Well, it's, you know, high school and his first year, it just, you know, he had a lot of a buzz and just five. He's slow, just slow, but just couldn't build on that and kind of has become what I view as more of a core special teamer and someone that can be that that significant starter at the next level. Okay, gotcha, great. Well, um, I think uh, I think we've used a bit of your time here, Emery, and I know you've got other stuff going on, so I'm not going to try to to monopolize you any longer. So uh, tell me this: where are you going to be for the NFL draft on uh, April 28th, 29th, or 30th, or or any part thereof? I think CBS Sports will have me in studio, so you can check out CBS Sports HQ. 
Uh, I'll be there, um, you know, in studio breaking down prospects and talking about the draft that whole week, all three days. Excellent. Do Do you have any any words you'd like to leave the Cleveland Browns fans with? Well, the Browns are in good shape, to be honest. I think the Browns are, are definitely trending in the right direction. Once again, um, they're in good shape. They got they have a good situation going, and it should be another fun year, a competitive year in the AFC North. Yeah. So, um, okay, everybody can follow you at F Ball Game Plan. And would you give the the draft guide information out one more time for everybody? And then we're going to close it up. Footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. That's the largest draft guide in draft guide history. Over a thousand individual scouting reports. Get it in your inbox today at footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. Excellent. That is Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. This has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>